Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 13th. Andy, how we doing? Brandon! <laughs> doing great. Just coming live from the, the Box House Hotel. In? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Just had a in-person, real life. You're kind of subdued because you don't want to like scream in my face. Brandon! Like right in my face. It's I know, I, I'm a little too close. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little uh, harder than through had, the computer. Had, had a great dinner. Oh. You know, a little, little, uh, little bit of a food coma. One of the all-time meals of my life. A little place called Madre. Madre. Although, to be clear, we play it paid full freight. Yeah. Not This isn't some uns, you know, crooked you know, free meal for a free shout out, but... The food was that good. Yeah, it was, it was delicious. So we are, we are, you know, it's the first time together since Monterey. Yeah. You look same as ever. It's been a long time. <laughs> Might play a little golf this week. Uh, good Impor to catch up. Important planning meetings, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Really important. You know, figuring out how we can, you know, push the record button, <laughs> get the consistency over the next year. Might do some training. Maybe maybe <laughs> I won't be the only one with all the responsibility in, in the next year, during the 2019-2020 uh, season, which kicked off today. Yeah, we got a uh, golf is back. And most importantly, maybe live under par is back. Oh, you see deep. how far you have to go down the leaderboard to find someone over par? Uh, 84 players. Uh, there are, I think, 114 at even or better. Oh, There's wow. like 90, I think, 90-some under par. They are, uh, they're living the life. Greenbrier, what, what do you attribute that to? Setup? Is old uh, it's like, probably uh, soft. And, I mean, it's it's par 70, which makes things tougher because there yeah. aren't as many par 5s. But reality is it's probably like par 68. Did I think speaking of, before we lose it, Something happened with the Euro Tour at the KLM today. I guess it has maybe. I want to say I saw Ben Coley tweeting about it. Like they just they didn't have an updated scorecard or like scouting report or anything. I think they flipped it from like a par like it might be a par seventy three to like a par seventy two. Like everybody was under the course had five. I think five par five. Now it's a par 72. I, I Don't quote me on the exact numbers, but like Sounds in real splendid. time, the first round, they flipped to the par and like updated. the. They had old bad course info everywhere, like published everywhere, I guess. Are, were, were players mad? I don't know. Maybe the players might have had updated info. I, I, don't, I just saw it was an uproar in the very niche Euro circle this morning. I think that sounds like something they should do more of. Just I mean, changing gambling, par all the time. Just change par. Just par on the fly? Yeah. Subscribing to the Andy method. Yeah, it was a par 67 today at Greenbrier. <laughs> I think it was probably because Ben is like one of those ace like 
handicappers. They're probably up in arms about like all these like late yeah, changes. The over unders on like uh, under par. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's kind of a cut over. They just under? said it was very amateur hourish. But anyways, so what? Wh- Some say amateur hour. Others say forward thinking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, going low at Greenbrier is the order of the day. And like this guy, Robbie Shelton, who he should have been on tour wait, seven I months ago. I wonder how long you're going to get into this. Won twice. He so was, explain yourself. He, he, he almost won like... I, I just think that once you've locked up your PGA Tour card on the web, you should just be up. The Corn Ferry. I'm sorry. Can he play well outside of Appalachia, though? He wins in Knoxville. He plays well right in the small... West Virginia, Tennessee... He won twice in Tennessee, right? Mountain Mama. <laughs> so now he's lighting it up. No, no, no. He's obviously a talent. Why do you think, like, I mean, the system is a system. What do you Scotty Scheffler played well today, too. We have a battlefield promotion, and you got to win three times. You think that's too, too high? I just a bar want more clear? fluidity. If you miss your first 10 cups, you go down. If you play really well the first 10 weeks, you go up. Speaking of uh, fluidity, See like an old timer. You see his first alternate today. 156 players. No one WD'd beforehand. First alternate was Chad Campbell. I mean, we've seen him a lot. Waiting it out, but like, I mean, what? Why? Guy has made gazillions. I kind of admire that he's at this, you know, first event of the year at Greenbrier, waiting on someone to WD. Didn't get in. Hasn't given up on the dream. Sounds like he'll get in the Sandy next week. Um. Everybody's gonna be in the sandy <laughs> next week. <laughs> so is that's, there, aren't, isn't it being threatened by a hurricane? Uh, I thought I saw that was maybe changing, changed course. These these hurricane projections. Are I think all we over need to get a hurricane uh, tracker guy on the podcast next week. Just drawing with sharpies. Yeah, where that might go. <laughs> uh, you want a hurricane chaser yeah. segment? <laughs> For the fall series, yeah, over at you know RSM these southeast venues. So Shelton shoots. Shelton shoots eight under sixty two. Right behind him is a bevy of players at six under. Among them, Kevin Na, defending champ, and uh, Scott Harrington, Mark Homeless Hubs in there as well. Mark Hubbard, some some immediate recent web grabs making web grads. Making uh, Lanto. Lanto's a web grad. Oh, my Lanto. Um, Zach, Zach Sucher also yeah. involved. Now we're just reading off the leaderboard. <laughs> well, but what do you think this set? I mean, this is web style golf. Mid 60s, low 60s. Uh, you know, foot on the gas pedal from the start. Right? I, well, I just think there's a lot of really young players. I think that we're in this. We're. Older players are going to just start getting replaced. What do you mean? The The tour favors young players now because it's become such a game of power. If, if, if the game's about speed and the ability to hit it far, young players are going to be at the advantage. Just take right? over. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, look at every other sport that's based around speed and power and athletic ability. Yeah. So... You know, 460 cc's and track man, solid core ball. Here we go. There you go. Young players. Playing the hits. Yeah. Uh, And and Old White, could they condition or set that up in a way to mitigate that? 
Or well, no? let's just I say, mean, you know, there's a, there's, there's a USAM qualifier at uh, another Seth Rayner golf course, uh, Camargo. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Every year, the, the score that gets out is around par. Now, I know this is the PGA Tour and that's the, you know, USAM qualifier. Right. But that shows me that there's a, a distinct difference in the way the two are set up. You know, pins are in corners and... You know, the mentality isn't to live under par. How much thought goes into setup at qualifiers? A good deal. Yeah. No, that's yeah. an honest question. I'm not like yeah. questioning skeptically. I wonder. Yeah, like the State Golf Association goes out and sets it up, like whichever, or like whatever the governing golf association is, and they have like their setup crews, and they go out and... I mean, obviously, like U.S. Open sectionals have pretty hands-on setup, yeah. and mid-am, you say mid-am qualifiers, amateur qualifiers. They yeah, they but they they want to get people around, you know. Yeah, like nobody wants to be like, especially with the USAM. Like, are they conditioning for those? Like, they're not like. I mean, that's just they know it's coming. I'm. Just, it's not like preparing for hosting an event, but I mean, um, a little bit. You know, they not, yeah. they. It's not not set up right you know right. it's interesting uh, like a state am will get set up you know so what didn't they do here you think that i just well challenge? i think it's soft yeah you know end of the year though i mean it hasn't rained that much i think it rained there it was rained there okay i'm not positive i haven't been checking the weather i haven't been as dialed into you know i think it's a good uh I mean, I think it's what we want. It's why we are this this kind of event appeals. You have Doug Gims, Scotty Scheffler, people like that. Good to see Morgan Hoffman playing well. That guy's been, you know, going through hell. Obviously, like his story is an incredible story. You see, Sung Jay got a hole in one today. Yeah, there's some stat, and I misread it at first. It was like Sung Jae M is like the first player since Tiger Woods to have multiple aces. And I thought he had aced two. He had two aces in one round, but it was like multiple aces on tour before they were like twenty-four or something. It was kind of oddly worded to the point where my initial assumption was that he had made two aces today. But it was just one, second in his career, though. So, do you know who uh, led the field in driving distance today? Uh, I'll guess what Brandon Hagee's now on tour. He's down at the bottom of the leaderboard, though. Who who led it? Kyle Westmoreland. Interesting. I feel I've heard the name, but I can't say. He is an Air Force grad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah, a yeah. sponsor's exemption this week, and uh, oh, he's on the sponsors. Yeah. Interesting. Word is he can regularly hit over two hundred miles per hour on the on the ball speed. So. For those that say that uh, Cameron Champ's a <laughs> once-in-a-generation distance what, guy. What were, his num- what were his numbers today? What do you lead the field with? He, uh, his driving distance was 368. Average. Yeah. His longest drive was 382. Oh, my God. I what, mean, it's just insane. What do you shoot? 60, 68, two under. So, so Played all right. Played pretty well. Too. Yeah. He probably can chip, chip better. <laughs> Come on, Cam Chip's not even in the field. We don't need to be kicking dirt on his name. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, the European Tour, the KLM Open. Callum Shinkwin leads. This will probably be moot by the time you listen to this. Uh, Opened with a 66. He's six under. He leads uh, 
among others, Gavin Green, who I uh, I think I gave New Zealand. Yeah, I gave gave him to New Zealand. He's Malaysian, I believe. Did I get that right? It's very disrespectful. Did I get that? Right? I don't know yeah. anything about flags as I Malaysia. previously. Yeah, Gavin Green. Uh, I always confuse him with Galvin Green, the uh, the like equipment company. How do how Westy do? I don't know. I haven't been on Westy watch. He shot two under seventy. He'll uh, finish top twenty. So they had this like event. I was watching it this morning. They had this like little thing where kids get in in the mix. Like little kids hit shots. One one of them beat the pros. Stuck it closer. And one of the people who came out was a hundred year old woman, hundred years old. Swinging a golf club. That was like the most impressive thing I, I, I'll see on a golf course this week. She, she did it in front of like Pat Reed. I was half, half expecting Pat Reed to be like bristling, being upstaged, like having to, you know, indulge this little like sideshow. But he took it in stride, you know, did his best to smile and smirk. Pat Reed, European legend. What do you think Pat Reed's doing around Amsterdam this week? What do you think he's doing for fun? Shopping with Justine. I don't know that Justine's been on the road as much. She wasn't there at Liberty National, I was told, when he won. I don't think he, she was at BMW. I, don't I know. thought I, she was, though. She was on the putting green. You at, know? B, at BMW? I don't know. I could have found that out if I had Medina? done any sort of investigative reporting. <laughs> no, I, I don't know that she'd been traveling around. So, uh, Callum Shinkwin. Callum's a good, good English name. Leads by one. Good player. Uh, elsewhere, we have our Solheim Con- Cup yeah. lineup. These matches, we have, we're leading off with foursomes. So that's going to start right when this podcast drops. 3 a.m., if you remember, to publish. Schedule. Yeah, I will. All right. Um, so that'll, that starts at 3 a.m. over at Glen Eagles. Probably opening session. It's alternate shot. That will move fast. That might be done before you have your coffee in hand. You know, last heat times at 346. Sometimes those get done in like three hours. Oh, yeah. They should be, you know, they should be done in like two and a half. Playing only two balls. Yeah. Um, So Carlotta. Have you been seeing this trash talk going back and forth? Yeah. Getting a little little frisky there. Well, this is the I feel like it got taken out of context. I don't know that it got taken out of context. Solheim, this is what happens with the Solheim. It's like these. These players get kind of wrapped up and start running their mouth a little bit, and it's great. It's much more like it's much more entertaining than usually the pre, you know, Ryder Cup festivities, where like the guys try to kind of walk the line. Maybe except for Phil, you know, here or there with a joke. But like, I don't know. The players at the Solheim. This is. I feel like this is a common thing. There's a little more tension in this. Do they get Why wrapped think- up in it? So what's that? Why do you think that? I don't know. I don't know. I think there's like, I, I I just think there's like less of a less of an inhibitor there. Like they they don't need to. I don't know. They don't need to worry too much about like, I don't know. Just like all the the their brands and part. Like I just think that it's more. It can be more authentic at sometimes, and they can get. They also like can get just wrapped up in it and start chirping. Uh, so the big one is Danielle Kane. I think on the golf.com podcast, I want to say, maybe with mm-hmm. Dylan DeShare, Sean Zock. Yeah. All I've seen is everyone aggregating it, so I never know the origins, but I think that's where it was. 
talk something about like uh, we go over there to take souls. Yeah, which is like a perfectly fine millennial. They're type going phrase. to win. Yeah, we go there to take souls. I want to make people cry. Like you know the, the whole like going into an away team's arena. Like that's you know the kind of mentality you want. And it what it stirred the pot. It was an affront to some of the european writers yeah like uh, the european writers got all up in arms and then some of the players did suzanne patterson suzanne patterson who's like not been on tour in two years talks about this is quite i mean this is rough talk here she says we're gonna step on their necks that's that's her response to daniel i heard that that there this is again you know the difference between i heard that it was said like tongue-in-cheek in jest yeah well that part's lost in all the aggregation that's all you see i i didn't see you think that's it was in jest it was you know the aggregate i read the aggregated report that i read okay was so that, was you know, instead of hitting just retweet on the person that had it originally, we get aggregation. <laughs> you know, there's this button that's like one of the beautiful things about social media is their share. Yeah. You can just share. There you go. You can retweet, you can share, and you can you can share the people whose original work it was, but we get aggregation instead. So, All right. so I think... Sorry uh, for the rant. <laughs> U.S. side has like five of six rookies, I think I saw going out early. The Corda sisters are playing together. I guess they had to lobby Julie Inkster to get on. Get why has Julie Inkster been the captain three years in a row? I guess I'd respond to that with why not. Shouldn't it be like the presidential term? Didn't, didn't George Washington set the record straight that you could only serve two terms in a row? I mean, why screw up? They, they clearly, you know... If it's working, is there like a long Give list somebody of else a shot. waiting? I don't Who's know. Who's been I mean, the you know the vice captains waiting in in the wings? I kind of just hope she keeps getting it because I want to see this whole blue collar stuff, the the motif that she comes up with next. We've done lunch pails with the player's name on the side of them. I think three <laughs> Solheim cups ago, we did hard hats in Iowa. I think the last one, and this year we got the construction vets. Which I have yet to see a picture of. I just I want to see what's next. You know, maybe a thermos. You know, the thermos you kind of bring to see how she can continue to evolve. <laughs> yeah, the, this whole mo- the motif, the the blue collar motif. I have nothing against Julie Angstra. I just don't. Th- I think we need there's you know there should be some limits on your terms. I think it's actually fine. I think it's perfect. She does seem like the perfect captain for this. She's it's, the perfect fine. captain until a better captain arises. You know, well, the better like, captain may never get a shot. I think the other K- Katrina Matthew is a repeat too. I believe on the on the European side. I think we should bring Tom Watson back for the Ryder Cup. It's at Glen Eagles. <laughs> it's the House of Horrors with Tom Watson. <laughs> Why is Glen Eagles? I I know the answer to this, and it just bothers me. What's the answer? Money. There you go. Although. Who runs the Solheim? Is that the Ladies European Tour and the LPGA? Yeah, Co- cooperated. Okay. Uh, all right, so that'll be going. On. That's that's event of the week. That will be up and running when you when you have your coffee Friday morning. Foursomes, great best best format, right? Is that mu- you much prefer that to four ball for this kind of thing, right? I think alternate shots like the greatest format in the game. Strategy or what? Just kind of having to adapt, play different it's, balls. It's faster. 
It's, it's more fun. There's more pressure. It's, it's just a better game. You think it's a better examination of a player's skill? If no. they have, like, real skill? No. No, not necessarily. It's more of a team game, though. Yeah. Okay. You know? All right. So that, that's our uh, results check. And I hope the trash talk kind of intensifies, quite honestly. What would be your dream scenario, like, you know, for a... Uh, no. For a finish? Yeah. Did, would would you per, you think there's going to be some kerfuffles out there? I mean, uh, ideally, yeah. So I think there's. Here's where, yeah, I think there's, uh, I think there's possibility of it being like on the Americans, the favorites. Like they could very well, they're going to win some points, and I think like they're going to do like a little like, you know, shushing that kind of stuff. So I think that's where like you could have something snowball. And I saw Bronte Law said something like, I don't know why, I don't know who's calling them the favorites. They must have the wrong information. She's offended that they're underdogs, the home team. So, Well, it's on that Great Links course. <laughs> you know, they got that home, home course advantage on the links. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoops. No, it's an American-style course. <laughs> right in the middle of the, yeah, nowhere near this water. All right. Hey, do you want to do Flashback Friday? It looks like you do. Yeah. Well, it's it's a... It's a melding. Solheim? No, no. No, what is it? It's a melding of team competition and our PGA Tour stop this okay, week. Okay, I would love to hear about it. What's so flashback? Uh, we're going back to 1979. Okay. The Ryder Cup at Greenbrier. What? Yeah. I don't remember this at all. When did it go to Europe? All of Europe. Do we know? Um, After this, not th- before this, right? Well, actually, this is... The year that it went to all. Oh, I honestly didn't know that. Yeah. So it wasn't a loaded question. So a couple things, you know, um, during uh, during the Civil War at the Greenbrier, there's always been battles at the Greenbrier. Uh, The Confederate and the Union armies fought over the property, nearly destroying it. Do you know that? Did they have like, was it they have TPC? In the name at that point? Yes. During the Civil War. It's the original TPC. (laughs) So uh, it became a hospital during World War II. It's still a bomb shelter, right? Yeah. Yeah. During the Cold War. So, yeah, the next decade at the height of the Cold War, the U.S. government built a nuclear fallout shelter under the resort. So um, special props to... Garrett Morrison, who who put this together, he oh. messaged me on uh, Monday okay. and was like, "Let me do this flashback Friday." Oh, all right, so shout th- out to Garrett. This, this is his his research. He must have known you were going to be in a food coma. No, no, he just he was very passionate about all this. Right. It's a it's a I I applaud his uh, his remembering this okay. this there all this stuff. So so 1979. Uh, Ryder Cup was played at uh, the other Greenbrier Briar course. So it was originally a Seth Rayner. Okay. And uh, it had a lot of unique holes for Rayner. But in advance to the 79 Ryder Cup, you know who redesigned the golf oh, course? Oh, God. Palmer? Jack. Jack. Really, in 1979, prior to 19, prior to the Ryder Cup, he. 
So did he have like was he just seems like still a little early in his career to be having that kind of this like was, I, this was early Jack design era. Do you want to do you want to know what Doke said about about Jack's work there? Yes. <laughs> so he, he, this is Jack working with a Rainer. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. He he also did this to North Palm Beach down in uh in Florida. Okay. A Rainer. Okay. <laughs> Obliterated all trace of its origins. <laughs> Just doing work for the sake of doing work, yeah. right? Just to like say, we did some stuff. Yeah, point. he lengthened it, Jeez. added bunkers. He did what Jax does. Sure. So um, it just seems like, I mean, he's still like, I don't know the, what the modern day like analog of that is. It's like, I don't know, like a mid 30s. How, how old was he? 79. I guess he's just about turning 40, right? Yeah, he was. he was... He was cashing in. It just seems like a lot of you know like, when Tiger, like you know when Tiger started, you know when Tiger started designing courses. When about forty? Yeah, like, but late like 30s. not like for events like this. Well, just they did like it. Giving him a lot of like, why like authority? I They're gonna you I know understand. just wait till they give the keys to Bubba. <laughs> the green Palms mouth, yeah, windmills. <laughs> No, they'd have like lollipop stands, <laughs> candy stands. <laughs> That's what I was gonna make a joke, a candy joke, but you beat me to it. All, All right. right, so '79 is is best remembered for the debut of Team Europe. Okay. So from '27 to uh, to '77, uh, Great, uh, Great Britain and Ireland took home the cup just three times. So '71 to '77 was just like. You know, America was slaughtering Great Britain and Ireland. And, you know, they had Johnny Miller, Tom Watson were these young stars. And uh, people were very concerned that the Ryder Cup would never be competitive again. Right. So so after the 77 match, Jack Nicklaus wrote the Earl of Derby, the chairman of the British PGA, saying that if the Ryder Cup wanted to continue its to enjoy its prestige, it was vital to widen the selection procedure by bringing non-British players to the British team. So, you know, the British PGA was also interested in this because of a young star. Do you know who this young star was? For what? The British PGA? For a young European star that the, the British PGA wanted to include in this Ryder Cup on their team. That wasn't from Great Britain. Loner? Seve. Uh, Seve. I mean, it was Seve, yeah. So 19-year-old Seve of course they want had become a star because of his duel with uh, Johnny Miller at Royal Burkdale. Burkdale, yep. So, um, you know, when the, it, they decided to make it Team Europe then, and uh, this was a quote from Lord Derby. How about then they had lords running the... British PGA. Interesting. Maybe they could get Sir Nick <laughs> on there. Right? Sir Nick seems to have his hands full these days. Take I him out he's of the overstretched. Booth. Out, take, you know, take him out of the booth? Already, well, that, yeah, I guess that would be a <laughs> so, added benefit if that were to happen. It was a natural step to broaden our team selection to include European players, and this was undoubtedly helped by the recent Sp- Spanish successes in winning the World Cup 
and by the achievements of uh, Seve Ballesteros. Um, so they also got uh, his teammate, countryman, uh, Antonio Garrido. And then also, yep. Yep. you know, they got... I remember him. They had young talent, Faldo, Sandy Lyle. They had uh, Tony Jacklin. So it was a pretty good team. So um, Nicholas failed to qualify, and uh, Tom Watson had to withdraw before the first day uh, of competition because of the birth of his first child. So green, team, uh, team USA, eight rookies. Eight rookies? Yeah. How Who about some that? of these? So one of them was Lee Elder. Oh, that's cool. It was actually one of two Lees on the team. I assume Jack was on the team. Jack yes. didn't qualify. And they didn't put him on? I, I don't think so. Interesting. So, um, okay. So, anyways, um, U.S. just dominated. So they won 17 to 11. Ballesteros went one and four. Just there got you go. Got beat up by, you want to know who he got beat up by? Listen to this team. Ed Fiore? The pool well, boy? Larry and Lanny. Oh. Larry oh, 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 Nelson oh, oh. and Lanny Watkins. American hero. <laughs> yeah. Larry Nelson. Larry beat him. Larry in, Lanny. <laughs> Larry beat him in singles, three and two. I mean, think about that. 19-year-old Seve going up against this Vietnam vet. Shot down. Multiple major winner. That's interesting. That that's a real clash of contrast of styles and personalities. So, Greenbrier. So, I didn't even know they had a Ryder Cup. Fascinating. So, uh, Sevy, Sevy, uh, Nelson holed out on the ninth hole, and Sevy afterwards said he was lucky. From a thousand balls, he will never hold the ninth again. That's what he said. He was yeah. lucky. Yeah. Nelson later replied, I don't know what's lucky about that. <laughs> Not the most gracious. No. Um, so Ballesteros also kind of went at the setup. He said, I think they put the course exactly for the American team. Oh, we is... always play very slow greens in Europe. This is where we got beat, on the greens. I mean, this is we've heard this for the last heard this every <laughs> so, two years. So an American also... <laughs> rebutted that statement from Ballesteros. It was Hubert Green. Oh, yeah. Reminds me of A.C. Green. Why? Just, you know, whenever I see a last name Green, I think of A.C. Green. I was thinking of... Uh, famous, famous Laker. I was thinking about Hubert Davis. <laughs> I was thinking about him, too. North Carolina. <laughs> so, Hubert... Not so many Huberts out there, you know? It's a good classic Southern name. Would you go by Huey if your name was Hubert? No, I think I'd go hard with Hubert. <laughs> Be stickler for that. Get pissed if people didn't start call calling him. you Hubert. Okay, start the pod with Hubert. <laughs> so Hubert said, "That's not that's not true. They putted better than us all week." I kind of like the gumption of a nineteen-year-old Sevy just coming out and mixing it up immediately in his first first uh, Ryder Cup. You know, nineteen yeah. years old, not uh, you know, not afraid to just say like. Whether right or wrong, say, you know, complain about the course setup, call another guy lucky, just immediately stirring the pot. So, uh, yeah, he was stirring the pot. The Americans 
were saying they beat them because they wanted to. So Larry Nelson, I think everybody played their best against Seve this week because everyone wanted to beat him. They they yeah. they didn't like Seve. They had enough. So there's kind of a big Who could be the there's a big day? side story that this is this is what's going to interest all the shotgunners. Hold on a sec. Who could be who would be the best candidate for like a say a 25 and under type euro that would really everyone wants to beat. What about the guy uh, Hatton. Hatton? But he's like 28. Maybe Bob McIntyre. Just getting mad at them for not yelling four. Kyle, Kyle Stanley's on the team. Anyway, I'm trying to think of somebody. We'll have to come up with somebody. I mean, Sergio was kind of like that. Oh, well, he was for sure. He still is. He, he got asked a lot about Seve, too. I'm sure. Well, that's, yeah. This does Rom? A way in which they, eh, I don't know about Rom. I don't Rom think is he's like basically he, American at this point. He only gets mad at himself, too. Yeah, he's just, he's been fully Americanized. He's going to ASU. All right, continue on. What's the side story that, that all <laughs> shotgunners want to hear? The side story included two young European players. A 22-year-old Ken Brown. Brownie points. Brownie. <laughs> Rolling basketballs down the hill. Just yeah. Demonstrates slope. And a 25-year-old Mark James. Okay. So uh, the pair caused such trouble in the European team room that afterwards the British PGA fined both of them and banned Brown from international competition for a what? year. What? What kind of trouble? Like, you know, revelry or like insubordination? Were they, were they, what kind we'll of get trouble? In, we'll get into this. Give brownie points? The guy on TV? Banned? So, so keep in mind, you know, Brown, Brown is now a commentator for Sky Sports. Yes. And uh, James was a, a captain of the Ryder yeah, Cup like team. He's like a stalwart. Yeah. Um, so, at, in in 79, they were buddies, obviously, and they apparently acted like sullen, rebellious teens. They're, they first refused to wear team uniforms on the way to the event. So John Jacobs, the European what? captain in 79, was quoted as saying, they behaved unbelievably stupidly. From the word go, they appeared at the airport dressed as though they were going on a camping holiday. <laughs> they set out to be disrupt- as disruptive as possible. Why? So after they got to West Virginia, Brown and James skipped a team meeting to go shopping. And then they continued to do just shit all week. Yeah, all week. Okay. So... They didn't stand to. They didn't stand for national anthems. What? What? What was the motivation? This seems just unnecessary. <laughs> they covered their faces at the dinner and wouldn't have their pictures taken with the team. Covered their faces? What they yeah. do? Put their napkin over? Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let people take pictures. So there are some photos that exist of them standing with the team. But Brown, James, uh, James and Brown are frowning in all of them. What, why, what's the motivation here? Did they not like the captain? They not like. They thought it was just an exhibition, not worth their. There's still nobody knows. Why even go? Just, uh, just withdraw, back out. So they played as partners on Friday morning four ball. They lost three and two, and then James. 
said he had a chest injury. What? <laughs> so, so tonsillitis, <laughs> like the guy at Walker Cup. So, so Brownie was then paired with Des Smith in afternoons for Simpson, reportedly re- refused to speak to Smith. I don't. They lost seven and six. Oh my god! Dale Irwin and Tom Kite. So here's Jacobs again, team captain. Ken didn't talk to anybody. He just hit it and walked up the fairway. I had to apologize to Des in front of the whole team. What? What do, do we have an explanation for this? Same jolly little goofball on TV. I mean, as many of the millennial generation now knows him as, like just the guy on USG, you know, Fox events, being goofy. This is like Pat Reed to the nth degree, refusing yeah, to talk to like people. Yeah, this is like Reed. So, so here's Tony Jacklin, you know, like European yeah, legend. <laughs> legend. Like, especially the well, elder cut. statesman of the team. They played pranks that my children would never have played. <laughs> it wasn't just childishness. It was an effort to disrupt everything. They were just like Yobes. Just like what? Yobes. Like, I don't know what that is. Like what? Y-O-B-S. Must be a, a British, British term. term. I'll have to Google that. Yobes? Not familiar yeah. with that one. Rude, noisy, aggressive young person in British. <laughs> ya- yabs. Yobes? Yabs? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure Not we'll get, cor- we'll get corrected yeah, tomorrow. We'll, yeah. Um, so to this day, it still remains a mystery what happened, why they acted that way, because they've never spoken publicly about it. Someone should ask him. He's on <laughs> TV. Turn the microphone on him. So, so 20 years later, when James becomes captain at Brookline, like a lot of the team members of this team were kind of pissed off. Oh, really? Yeah, so Jacqueline spoke out again. He told the Independent, I'm a member uh, at the Greenbrier. Where, uh, I'm a member at the Greenbrier where the match was played in 79, and there isn't a picture hanging in the clubhouse where James looked into the camera lens. He and Ken, for whatever reason, made it their business to sabotage any chances the team had. Wow. I guess I'm just like... And they've never talked about it, so I can't know. It just makes... I, I want to know why they did that. What's the motivation? <laughs> so there's a juicy juicy tidbit that James put in his book about his captaincy at the Brookline. Okay. And a, a teammate from uh, the Greenbrier. None other than <laughs> Sir Nick. Ah. Not, uh. to be, not to be confused with Antifaldo on Twitter. <laughs> it's so, clearly not. Oh, I could see that. I, all right. I could see that being a motivation. So, uh, not wanting to play nice with Sir Neck doing something dickish. So, <laughs> James described receiving a good luck message from Nick Faldo. And instead of reading it to the team, he tossed it in the trash. <laughs> He wrote about it in his book. This is at Brookline? Yeah. He got a message from Faldo to read to the team that he just threw it in the garbage? (laughs) So Faldo was furious. Did he know about it until it came out in the book? No, he was furious about the anecdote. (laughs) And uh, 
and more mad that James retained his position as vice captain for the team Europe in 2001. And he re- he repeatedly aired his displeasure to the press. Um, By the way, Mark James, like, horrible captain, horrible strategizing <laughs> at Brooklyn. I remember he's the guy who sat all four rookies until Sunday signals and they got boat raced. And, you know, Yarmo Sandlin, a few others. Like, still critique to this day for that strategy. Not playing four guys until Sunday. So Wait, and he was still a vice captain yeah. after 99? They kept him in the fold? After writing about throwing Feltos message in the trash. <laughs> Publicly talking. So, so Feldo's he keeps airing his. He just keeps going about how mad he is about yeah. about him being vice captain. Yeah. So eventually, the European Ryder Cup committee asked James to step down. Get out of the yeah. tent, out of the room. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's see. So <laughs> also, Ken Brown got called out for slow play. By Lee Trevino at oh. this Ryder Cup. Trevino, Trevino's not someone you'd want to cross, I don't think. Trevino said, why in the world, uh, why in the, whole, in the whole round, I only shaved twice? Oh. So long he had to shave. He shaved twice. Yeah. He could shave. Got it. It's a Trevino-type zinger. Yeah. So Ken Brown just pissing everyone off. <laughs> Brown, all sides. Brownie points. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, did though so uh continental europe's first go around not, not a success a, <laughs> so not a success no Struggle. the Seve stuff was mild compared to yeah he didn't what know came what later brown and james <laughs> who knew i just my impression of like as you know someone not of that generation with james was that he was like a jacqueline type figure you know this kind of like godfather figure who took this most serious you know was a legend in the Ryder cup but <laughs> He was playing pranks, not not looking into the yob. camera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need to start calling people yobs. <laughs> I don't even know if we're pronouncing it right. So, right. Uh, so Europe lost again in '81, and again in '83, and they fi- finally won in '85 at the Belfry. Um, That's right. So, great classic uh, Lynx course over there, right? Belfry. <laughs> Another one. Just like Glen Eagles. It's the place that, those are the places to play when you go over there. <laughs> um, I know where to yeah, just lob you a meatball over the middle. Talk about the Belfry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm thinking that got to get these guys back in the mix. What do you mean? As part of the team room? I don't think, given the way this has gone, I'm not sure the, the European operation has any interest. Ken who Brown. Did, who knew Ken Brown? Who knew? That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Great flashback Friday. Team golf. Good melding. I think it was the word he used. The melding. Yeah. Team golf and Greenbrier. Garrett, Garrett put two Good and job. two together. Shout out to Garrett Morrison. Uh, all right. Do we want to talk about player of the year at all? Rookie of the year, oh, Sanjay. Oh, I can't even believe we haven't talked oh, about you this. Just, you went right into flashback, which is fine. Sanjay, by the way, wins rookie of the year. Beats out Wolf Morikawa, who won. Cam Champ, who also won. Uh, Adam 
Long. I was going to say Adam Shank. Adam Long, who won. Did they, did they release who came in second? Uh, I didn't see that. No. But Sanjay won. And uh, Roy McElroy won player of the year. I think it's now Friday, so we've had a full, like, two days of takes on this at this point. I don't think we need to add ours, but, like, I, I, I don't think I, I probably I would have voted for Brooks. I think Brooks probably should have been Player of the Year. I think Rory had a fine candidacy, even if I don't necessarily think I would have voted for it. I, I just what think stunned me is like the amount of like conspiracy theorists from like otherwise very sensible, kind of measured voices, people I like a door and would kill the bee in in the golf media world just saying like there's all sorts of stuff there's there's like do you see bamberger bamberger had like an awesome column it was great read he thinks like the players sided with money yeah they sided with money and not history they're trying this is kind of a a pat on the back to fedex and all the players sponsors i could see it I'm a, I'm I'm one that loves conspiracies. Then there's I saw some I love, writers. I love putting on my tinfoil oh, hat. Oh, I sitting love in my the basement. conspiracy theory. I'm just like I'm surprised at the blowback about this. And one was saying like the tour probably whipped them, strong armed them into voting this way. Like I don't think players vote on their own. I think there was some politicking because this, this is this is I think this is a play a play to get the players as a major. That's what they're trying to do. Look at this the. Is the it? players really clearly, think that's it. clearly thought it was, you know? So, uh, you know. Really think that's it? Yeah. And then the other conspiracy, like, is just this is a popularity contest, and Brooks doesn't have as many friends. And didn't, uh, did you see Bryson commented? <laughs> well, well deserved. Yeah. This is after Rory, an unnamed. Rory was su- surprised he won. I know. Like, I, I'm not suggesting, like, I, th- I th- I'm not suggesting he should be surprised or he shouldn't like, I think Brooks probably should be player of the year, but like there's like a, it's a subjective vote and there's a subjective case for Rory. Like the fact that like everyone immediately runs that there were like, there, there was some nefarious, you know, motivations here. Like, I think the players, some just more looked at more than they did a, more voted for him. They looked at it subjectively and just said, "Like, hey, I, I thought don't his think this year was, from there, I don't think there was anything subjective about it." What do you think happened? One guy was completely irrelevant in majors. Other guy didn't finish worse than fourth. Well, that's the other thing that's crazy. Is like, saw so Rich Lerner like tweeting a quote from who had to be Bryson. So Lerner's at the Greenbrier. He says a quote from a top ten player. Bryson's tenth. He's also out there, like, liking Rory. Great job, Rory. You know, Bryson's, like, we had Antifaldo was sleuthing this. Something. Like, it was very obvious Bryson was, like, gave him this quote about, like, distinguishing, like, PGA Tour events. You know, it's the PGA Tour player of the year, not the majors player of the year. Well, like, are the majors not a part of the calculation? Like so, they, from the guy that doesn't play well in majors as of now. Like, next year, like, say Bryson wins Greenbrier, wins Shriners, wins... You know, Northern Trust, and then wins the FedEx Cup, and Brooksy wins like three majors. <laughs> Are we gonna? We'll probably vote Bryson again. 
It's the first time in 28 years they they split from the PGA of America vote, which has like a very distinct point system where the majors have you know X amount of weighted more points than a regular event. So like maybe not 28 years, something like that. But I just I, I don't think there was anything. I trust me. As the host of this podcast, I'm all for shouting about conspiracies and thinking there's like underhanded dealings of business. I think there was a lot of politicking. You know what? I think the tour might try to do it next year, given all the the juice. This award that, you know, people usually don't pay any attention to is get the oxygen it's gotten now from us and and over the last two days. Maybe they'll they'll sell a a fan vote for it. I mean, this is right out of the NBA NFL (laughs) fan vote. Do you, think they could, do you think they NFL. could get a deal with uh, Twitter? <laughs> this is right out of like NBA NFL playbook of like making non games news. Like, you know, I'm not saying it, I don't I would wouldn't say it owned the news cycle at all, but uh yeah, it's right out of that playbook. We're watching the end of this horrible Panthers Buccaneers game. Awful horrible. game. Um Yeah, so I I don't have that strong a feeling about it. I I don't think we'll remember it very much 10 years from now we'll remember brooks how bad is that trophy the nicholas trophy yeah well that's the other thing like the the funny thing is like nicholas like presenting who like doesn't give a shit about anything but the majors right like scoffed at like the new schedule scoffed at the chase for 82 all year like straight up like burying it and he's like giving this award that was for not winning you know clearly over over the most the most relevant and successful player at the majors. See, you know. I, I have a problem with the uh, with everybody being like, "Oh, he won the won the tour championship." They beat twenty nine guys. And he also like started at seven under, whatever it was, six under. Well, he would have won either way, but it That's still true. wasn't a tournament. But like, it wasn't. I just I just have a problem with the the whole thing. Like, it, I just think. He won the Canadian Open, which I there's nobody that loves the Canadian <laughs> Open more than me. Yeah, <laughs> he won the players. Good win, but Brooks won the PGA. He finished runner-up at the Masters, runner-up at uh, at the uh, U.S. Open. U.S. Open, and then he finished fourth, fourth at the at the uh, at the Open. Yep, and, th- and then he won the WGC. And he won, uh, what's his other one? He won in uh, Japan. CJ. CJ Cup. Korea. Korea. So. I mean, it was a good year. It's, it's player of the year. Should be player of the year. I, I'm just fascinated by, like, the reaction. I think, like, we need to chill the hell out. Like, I don't think it was, I think, like, just that's some players looked at it differently this year. I don't think it was because they were doing it as a return some calculation in their mind before they filled out the vote, like how FedEx will like it if they make no mistake. What do you? What? Make why? no mistake. Like this is straight up. Like this is sourced stuff. Like they are like players are like trained and conditioned to kind of downplay the majors, not down, but like talk about tour events as like that's where your bread is buttered. You know, like they understand like the tour does not want you acknowledging the Ryder cup they, from inside the tent. If you're a part of the tour, like the Ryder cup, that's not, that shouldn't be something you're talking about. Like the masters you can't talk about. Well, I mean, it's hard not to, but yes, like there is training, like there are training for new players. Like, Hey, 
You need to talk up the PGA. Like, I'm not suggesting like. So you so you don't think that this was a this was plotted out. I don't. I think people are just like racing for these like conspiracy explanations. I just don't. I, it's not even conspiracy, but like I, I, I like there's no way of proving it. Clearly, I think like one thing. Obviously, the ballot should be public. You should know. Yeah, this is another thing that just bugs me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's an easy They fix. should expose who voted for everybody. You get that in um, baseball. Yeah. Hall of Fame voting. You get that in NBA. all the NBA awards. Like, you know, like Joe Blow from the Greenville Times voted for, you know, some like. Who would you have voted for? For player of the year? I already said Brooks. Brooks Brooks should win it. I just seems like you're you're trying to vote for Rory. No, I'm not. I'm just saying it's not like the most outlandish thing that he won and the reaction to it, people trying to explain why he won seems like a little baseless and bizarre. I guess yeah, I mean it's a PGA tour award. I guess, but it's it should be renamed to the PGA Tour Player of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the thing, yeah. because if it, if it's it should include European tour players also if majors are are uh, included. Wait, what? Wait, so like if if a Euro tour player only won like two majors? What? Yeah, like think about it. say uh, say Keimer. a guy that Keimer's uh, a member, I guess. Let's just say like. Um, Westy, like when he used to not take up PGA, when he was number one in the world and refused yeah. to be a PGA Tour member. Yeah. Say he won like four majors, I mean, three majors that year. Or say two majors and four WGCs. Sure. He'd be player of the year, right? Yep. But like all the people. Probably voted. not eligible if he's a member. So, yeah, so it should be just re- rephrased not to player of the year, to PGA Tour player of the year that's what it's called oh it is yeah all right well but like the majors are tech- they should just take the majors out of it yeah. make it all just Not live under parland <laughs> player of the year guy who won most fan vote fridays gets you know that's factored into it yeah ricky should have been on the i'm kind of mad that ricky didn't get any guy who any signed love. the most autographs for kids all that stuff. Just factor all that in the player of the year, PGA Tour player. Guy that let us send out the most awful tweets from his account all year. <laughs> his tea times graphics <laughs> <Yeah>. the most. <laughs> FedEx Cup point, you know, most weeks spent at FedEx Cup, number one, all that stuff. All right. That's enough. I'm player of the year. Uh, we're off. We're, we're done. done. Friday night. Everyone enjoy your weekend. It's, fr- it's Thursday night. I mean, it's Friday, Friday morning. Sorry, Thursday night, Friday episode. <laughs> we need, we're in a food coma. We need to get the hell out of here. All right, enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends. We'll check in with you Monday. You know, dive into the Solheim Cup. I'm fired up about that. I am too. I am too. Wake up. A little trash talk. Trash <laughs> talk.